0: Hey! Notice anything different? Oh my goodness! Ah, we've got spooky music! Yeah! Which only means we're doing a spooky episode.
1: Ooh. Ooh! Also, how
0: professional of us!
1: I know! And listen to this part.
0: Oh my gosh. It's like in a movie theater. It is. It's very somatic. Feels like IMAX. Yes.
1: And then that smooth transition.
0: <laughs> We've been geeking out over...
1: For like the last 30 these minutes. These audio
0: pieces. It's just too good. It is too good. It's too good. Too good.
1: Hopefully it's not too distracting. I can actually turn us up. I'll do that later, but...
0: Yeah. Um, we guys hope... it Let us know what you think about the uh, audio in the background, because if that's something that is that you guys like we like it so far yeah we, i enjoy it i think that we can definitely incorporate it so it feels a lot more like like a podcast like yeah very podcasty Let me pull up my google doc so
1: we do know we it's july any?
0: yes <laughs> we know it's july but we're prepping but... for october
1: november
0: but we're prepping for spooky season so we thought what better to do than tell some spooky stories now these are stories that we found online i think that um we may also kind of break off and talk about some other experiences Mm -hmm. too but we found some pretty bone chilling stories mine aren't really like that but they make you think some of these
1: i found on reddit i found all mine on reddit too (laughs) well websites that quoted reddit
0: yeah yeah they're pretty good they're pretty good I gotta find my Google Doc. So, okay, it is. I guess we'll just... Do you have any updates about anything? I do. There's a couple things I'd like to say.
1: Go for it. I don't want to talk about Colleen Malinger again. Okay, period. She's done. But she copyrighted her music, so that's annoying. <gasps> yes. Yeah, I did. We talked about this today. So, I don't want to sing it, because we might get copyrighted.
0: <laughs> get our second copyright strike. Yeah,
1: which I'm surprised last episode did oh. not
0: get a copyright strike. Well, what had happened was... Uh, ethan klein from the h3 podcast they were uh-huh. talking about it um on h3 after dark i believe yeah and they had made their own kind of parody song of it mm-hmm. and she copyright it she copyright struck them yeah <laughs> i guess that's a correct term it wasn't actually like a real copyright strike but um i guess she uploaded the audio on something called cd baby she got them they can't use the audio it's crazy
1: like i don't i don't know my second update is i've had a lot of people bring up the in-ground pool versus above ground pool <laughs> thing to me and i want people to know i don't judge you <laughs> for the, having clear an above ground pool clear the air i'm just saying i prefer and who doesn't an in-ground pool
0: that's everybody's and preference. in my
1: 16 year old mindset mm-hmm. it's smarter to get an in-ground pool when in all actuality is I how you say that it's I, in all actuality yeah, yeah you said it right okay. No, you said it right um it's not like some people just can't do it sure <laughs> but like as a 14 year old or whatever you think oh money's not a thing you yeah. know Well, yeah but
0: in obviously pools, guys
1: i know above ground pools are not that big of a deal like it's not like
0: it's a swimming pool it's
1: a swimming pool like my kid loves an above ground pool like do not get me wrong Look, i'm just saying moderate, i'm not one to lay there and float i'm the one that wants <laughs> to dive and play mermaids
0: Watch me do a handstand.
1: Yes, (laughs) so I can't do that. And I'm above ground pool.
0: You can. No, I
1: want to run, jump in. I want to like diving board. I want everything. Sure, who doesn't? But anyway, a lot of people brought it up, and um, I'm just here to say that I, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I appreciate above ground pools. I just prefer an in
0: ground. Don't cancel Ashley because she prefers in ground pools. Okay, back off.
1: (laughs) Back off. No, I get it. I get it. And I think that's it. I don't have anything <laughs> other than, um, did we talk about Brian Koberger? Yes, we did. We the did. last time. Okay, we never did. mind. Then I have no other updates.
0: This audio is so spooky. It's- I know. Well, I wish it was dark outside. I know. I know. It will be soon. We did turn, um, if you guys tuned into the last episode, the ring light and the podcast or was the it last episode or, or the episode on? before? I think it was the episode before. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. But still, Oopsie. all the same. Mysteriously turned on by itself. So in anticipation of us telling scary stories, we turned it on. Mm-hmm. So hopefully something spooky happens. Oh, you
1: know what we haven't done? What's that? Seen what July looks like.
0: <gasps> Flip the calendar. Flip the calendar. Ashley has a sexy fireman's poster that I got her for Christmas. Oh, it's a... Ooh, I like this one. It's a group shot. It is and a one group of them shot. has his shirt off. Shout so, out to them. Yep. Shout out to the local... Fire department. department, yes, for making great. I don't great know what the calendar. money's raised for, but it's raised for something. Yeah, it could probably goes to the fire department. You think? I mean, taxes unless they go towards that, well, you know, <laughs> just kidding. You know, <laughs> anyway, maybe they I'm donate to a
1: charity. They might. I don't know. There's I also really local
0: ads. Yeah, so you know, it's a good moment for. Oh, should put an ad in the next calendar. We've got to get on that. Dude. We've got to get on that. We have got to. In the sexy fireman calendar? Yes. Could I wonder imagine? how much it is. <gasps> I wonder how much it is. I'll call and get some info. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm being serious. If anybody is looking for a position to be our... Um, assistant. Assistant. <laughs> you'd be an Administrative unpaid, assistant. Listen, you'd be an unpaid intern. Yeah. But just know that we yeah. uh, would appreciate I it. I provide food. Uh, yeah. We eat. Yeah. Period. We eat and have fun. Okay. Yes. If that sounds interesting to you, hit us up. My number is. I'm just kidding. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Okay. Ashley, do you want to tell the first spooky story? or? But mine
1: aren't spooky
0: enough. Okay. Just say this. And they're
1: short. Look how short they are. That's okay. They're like really short. Okay. No, no, that's okay. This one's called, I named it The Retirement Home. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> okay. One night, a resident's bell rang at 2.59 a.m. When the, it says user, but it was talking about the, okay, when the nurse, let's just say the nurse, when the nurse entered the room, the patient asked um them to remove the dark figure without a face that was hiding in her bathroom. Shaken, they assumed the resident had done, had done so and returned to their desk. I don't know what that means. Does that make sense? It just, this doesn't yeah. make sense. No, no, no. It's okay. Keep going. But. So, pretty much what they're saying is that she pretty much pretended, I guess, to get rid of this faceless person that was in the room. So, then she went back to the nurse's station. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I'm getting from it. And then it says, 10 minutes later, another's residence bell rang on the opposite side of the end of the hall. Upon entering, the patient said, there's a creepy man in my room with no face. You need to get him out. Once again, returning to her desk terrified, the care specialist asked the nurse to stay with them for the rest of their shift. Uh. Oh yeah could you imagine that's scary faceless (laughs) and you know what's crazy so they call him the hat man have you ever heard of the hat man i was watching youtube videos on it today it's um a lot of people dating back to the 1800s and stuff wait
0: a second is it a very tall apparition with a very tall hat yes stop because i know people in my life that have seen
1: yes and he's faceless apparently he's just a figure they call him shadow figures i
0: didn't know that that was like a common yeah like phenomenon. everybody
1: like it's not everybody obviously but like it's like a known thing is, is so crazy yeah with a very tall hat yeah oh my God. the hat man let's it's google it. Me. let me google it Ugh. hat man shadow people yep it says the hat man hashtag benadryl <laughs> I guess maybe people see it while they're on Benadryl.
0: Makes them loopy.
1: Oh, uh, it says how the Hat Man went from Benadryl joke to TikTok horror villain. Oh. Anyway, so apparently it's like trending, I guess.
0: Oh jeez.
1: Yeah, but look, it's all Hat Man.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we we might have to do a deep dive into the Hat Man.
1: That's what I'm saying. These stories just remind me of like things that we could deep dive on. But um yeah, Hundo P it's
0: a real thing
1: yeah could you imagine though being in the hospital and then like two in like they say like elderly people can see like yeah some messed up things yeah like um the, my next story is kind of like that too but they uh yeah that's scary it is scary
0: being in the hospital and then because that that makes you feel like you're at the end of your life or something yeah like seeing something like that like the grim reaper mm-hmm Ugh. it's crazy okay this is a story that i found on reddit um on the subreddit titled ghost stories <laughs> and the title is i saw my friend's spirit then found his body next to it
1: <gasps> i've read this one
0: did you i did okay i thought it was pretty... i think i did i think i did i think i did i thought it was pretty interesting and spooky okay here we go i was about 12 or 13 years old at the time in the late 1960s We lived in the Midwest in a farming town surrounded by cornfields and beef cattle farms. We attended a church in a nearby smaller town that was about 20 miles from our town, almost all cornfields, cows, and scattered farmhouses along the two-lane road. Ooh, two-lane road. (laughs) One day on the way to church, my dad was driving. Mom was in the front seat and I was in the back, driving by miles of cornfields I saw, someone standing by the corn miles from a house. As we drove closer, I saw it was Lee, my friend from church. Alongside of the road was a ditch about three feet deep and four feet wide for the ample rain the area got. The side of the ditch next to the cornfield had a small hill of dirt. (gasps) I screenshotted it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. screen hill of dirt, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're good, you're good. Small hill, that just means that we think alike. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the side of the ditch next to the field had a small hill of dirt about four feet above the road, like a levee, so the rain on the field would stay in the field and not run into the road. Lee was standing on that hill in front of the fence with his back to the corn and facing the road. He was a few years older than I. He just stood there looking out at the horizon, not down on the road, motionless. Black pants and a white shirt. I told my parents that Lee was standing by the road. We got to church, and at the service, Lee's parents looked distraught. The minister made an announcement that Lee had just gotten a motorcycle and had not been seen for two days, and his parents were worried. My mom and dad looked at me and told me not to say a thing. After the service, I went to Lee's parents and told them what I saw. They were shocked at my parents not stopping to help their son. My mom explained that they didn't see Lee, so they didn't stop. They insisted to follow us home and stop where I saw their son. I wasn't sure I could, as it was all the same mile after mile of corn. It all looked the same. As we drove home, up ahead I saw him again, just standing there. I pointed him out, but my parents didn't see him, and drove by again. I opened the car door, knowing my dad would slow down, and I got out of the car as soon as he came to a stop. Lee's parents pulled right behind us. My dad was mad and told me to get back in the car, but I kept pointing to Lee and telling him, there he is, he's standing right over there. But they didn't see him. I had to run back on the road a bit to get to where Lee was standing, both parents following me. My dad was mad and Lee's parents were confused. I finally got to the spot I was standing in front of Lee. He was still standing on the hill of dirt about four feet higher than I stood on the road. He was looking forward, not at any of us, eyes open, not moving one bit, not responding as I spoke to him. My dad was really mad, and he ordered me to the car, Lee's parents asking, where is he? The ditch by the side of the road was full of tall weeds, maybe three feet high. My dad was taller than I and saw something in the weeds the rest of us didn't. He stepped into the ditch, moving the weeds, and we could see the handlebars of a motorcycle. Oh my god. My dad was furious, pulling the bike around and grabbing something. He found Lee's body and the bike hidden in the weeds in the ditch, just below where I could see Lee, plain as day, standing. Lee's parents were holding each other, gasping as my dad tried to pull Lee from the bike and he said, Lee's gone. I turned from Lee and looked at his parents sobbing. Then I heard Lee say in a very sad, slow voice, I'm sorry, Mom. I turned back and Lee was still just staring out at the horizon. I told his mom what he said and both his parents cried. People driving by stopped and helped. Someone got the sheriff, but Lee was long dead. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Mom had me get back in our car and I sat for probably over an hour until we drove back home again. My parents knew I saw spirits since I was a child. They'd seen some too. It was accepted in our family, though we didn't talk about it to others. My mom would at times take me to a spiritualist church that had mediums. They were open to metaphysical teachings. The rest of the day was uneventful for us, though sad. The night I was doing my homework for school the next day, and there was a knock at the door. It was the sheriff and other men in uniform that wanted to talk to me. They didn't believe I saw his spirit and accused me of running Lee off the road, killing him. And that's how I knew where the body was. I was just a kid. I couldn't drive. I did have a bicycle, but would never ride out that far. The men returned two more times, asking me the same questions. Later, they'd return only to talk to my parents. Nothing more happened from that, but at school, I was getting harassed by some students about what I did to Lee. Lee went to another school than I did, but it was a farming community, and many kids knew his family. Until I graduated high school... I'd be accused of his death. My parents attended Lee's funeral, but I didn't go. A few days later, we all attended church on Sunday. Lee was nowhere to be seen, on the road to church. Everyone there was distant to us. Lee's parents would not look at my parents, but would give mean stares at me. Multiple people at church did the same. This continued for a few more Sundays, then my parents spoke to the minister, and that was the last time we went to that church. I don't know what was said, but it was obviously it was obvious we were not welcome. Now, over 50 years later, I think of seeing Lee standing there, hearing his voice, watching my dad struggle to help Lee and tell them that, that he was dead. Two weeks ago, I heard from a classmate from my school, but he was older than I. He said to me, "Parker, when are you going to come clean on what happened to Lee? All this time, and still some hold me responsible. I think it was a gift from Lee that I would see him and tell where the accident happened. The tall weeds would not reveal his body until winter, when the weeds would die down. He stood a a few feet from his body and gave me a final message to his mother. I think the universe arranged this blessing for me to see him. I've not seen him since. After high school, I left the community and have not returned, even for a class reunion. When I heard from my old classmate accusing me of harming Lee... It hit me like a ton of bricks. I'd forgotten how tormented I was about this when I was young, and now today I'm an old man, and it hurts that people still think I harmed Lee. I was his last friend on Earth. He showed me where his body was and gave me a message for his mother. I do feel good about that, but it hurts that others still accuse me of doing something I'd never do to anyone.
1: Damn. Jeez. That one sounds like
0: legit. Like, I could see that one happening. I think it is. I mean, I don't know. What do I know? But that one was... That's sad. Yeah. Like... That this old man is living with this... Well, he didn't do anything by the story, but he can see things. Not to sound crazy, but I'm pretty
1: sure I've had a similar situation. But I've only only told a few people. So, like, I've told you about it. I'm not going to tell it on here because it's personal with other people. Right, right i could that's why i don't tell people because i'm like i can imagine it be taken like super wrong like in a uh not that i did anything but like in the sense of like
0: what's the word i'm thinking of like uh like
1: i'm fibbing almost like
0: you're making light of a situation yeah or something something
1: like that Mm. even though there's nothing light about the situation you do have something you got i think so man well, you i was definitely watching,
0: have some psychic. i was
1: watching youtube videos before you came in and it was how to um everyone's intuitive or whatever the word is yeah intuitive. and how to um make it more like, like
0: channel that
1: channel it yeah i was watching a guy who studies it and stuff and he was like this is how you do it and he was teaching it and it was just, like, you can read people, and, like, he's like, I can teach you to go to sleep at night and then predict the next day. What? Yeah, I don't know if he's full of crap, but, like, it was an interesting, like, <laughs> so listen.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: The whole thing is just, uh. like... I wouldn't call myself a medium by any means. You've got some But kind my of dreams gift. are, like, it's weird. Yeah,
0: your dreams are, like, very...
1: I always have these dreams, and I wake up and tell Haley about them the next day, and then it's like they all come true to an extent.
0: Dude, it's... the It it was funny the first couple times that it happened because I was like, what the heck? Like, what a coincidence. But now I'm, like, convinced (laughs) you are
1: psychic. And I feel like I can read people really well. Like, their moods and stuff, which, like, I don't know if that's just, like, a...
0: Like, their energies.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's just, like... I I don't know. Yeah. Like, if somebody's, like, something's going on in their life, you could tell.
0: You have a really strong intuition yeah we didn't light our incense oh no uh, to get we here we you the, keep talking we need the protection of the incense I've got a short one you want me to read a short yeah. one real quick okay okay this is a post on the ghost stories reddit as well this one is called sleep paralysis or paranormal activity so this could kind of kind of go as either depending on your opinion. But this poster says last night I was having trouble getting to sleep. Around 2 a.m. I sensed someone outside my bedroom door. I turned my head to look and saw a tall, shadowy figure standing in the shadows. The figure then spoke to me very clearly in the voice of my next-door neighbor and asked, "Do you have any tobacco?" I was half asleep and confused and angry, and so I rudely replied, "No." And the figure silently moved away a second later. I heard the front wooden door open and close, but no screen door or my neighbor's doors. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I lay in bed angry for a bit. Then as I fully awakened, I realized my front door was locked and deadbolted with the screen door also locked. My neighbor didn't have a key. He had given them back after borrowing my car earlier in the evening Goosebumps crawling all over. I go and check my doors, locked safely as they'd been when I went to bed, yet I have one footprint that looks like someone turning on the spot. I didn't think you could move or talk during sleep paralysis. I've experienced other paranormal activity, yet this was such a non-threatening but still alarming experience. Very different to anything I've seen so far. Please convince me I'm not going crazy.
1: Ugh. Sleep I've paralysis. never had sleep paralysis. Me either.
0: Thank the Lord. Never, because I read all kinds of or see videos of people talking yes, about it, and that it's is terrifying. The most frightening
1: thing. I don't Ooh. know if I'm just I was good in a past life, and they're not coming oh, after gosh. me. The incense smells so good. I know. I love that stuff. Okay, this Your one's turn, called actually. "Little Kids Running Around the ICU When Death Comes." <laughs> <laughs> Got straight to the point. Oh I didn't name my. that one. It came like that. Okay. Um, Reddit user Doctor Yard, Yard, posted an intriguing insight to the end of life experiences in hospitals on the subreddit r paranormal in February of 2022. To all those ICU nurses out there, hit us up because I know a Please, couple.
0: I'm sure that you all have some sort of experience.
1: Okay. The doctor subscribed a particular phenomenon that occurs toward the end of many patients' lives when they see small children running around their bed and outside their door. The doctor explains that this is most common in the ICU, but the pattern is very recognizable and experience is very similar across all cultures and backgrounds of ages. Experienced doctors and nurses are used to reports like these from their patients and learn to expect their passing when they hear this. The post- Concluded by stating so if you're doing rounds in the ICU late at night and hear someone snickering or tiny feet running in the hallways prepared prepare because the they call code green or code red is about to sound off in the PA system even creepier all the scores of comments of the healthcare workers beneath the post are confirmed to similar experiences in this phenomenon oh yeah ew and, like, if it's like a known thing, let me see if I can Google. It's like a Children shared playing experience in ICU or something. Children playing in ICU before death. Oh, don't do that. Don't Google that.
0: She said, "Don't Google yeah, don't it. Google
1: that." Oh, okay. Yikes! It's just a lot about kids with cancer. Oh no! I must have worded that weird. Weird. <laughs>
0: that's not good.
1: No, it's not funny, but it's comfy. Yeah, not what you really. Anyway, for. um, yeah. So I don't know. We got to ask some of these people that deal with
0: that are in that environment. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's crazy.
0: Oh, and, and, it's, and it's the fact that it's a shared experience too. Yes, oh. it's like little kids playing. I'm sure it's, that they've all got similar
1: stories. Yeah, mm. I'm getting the spooks. So getting if I that. like, if I'm laying there and I see little kids playing, maybe it's my
0: time. You know, it's time to go.
1: Yeah. Oh well, I gosh. wonder why the ICU though, or like not just the ICU, but usually the ICU is when people are like going to like they're critical right so um i wonder if obviously it's going to be the icu because they're close to death already right so i wonder why kids and why maybe it's peaceful to be around kids maybe
0: it's like youth like or yeah you're like reminding you of your youth maybe i don't know I don't know Maybe either. it's like a full circle moment. I've been like, in the
1: ICU, not me personally, been in the ICU, but I, um, I know great. somebody that was in the ICU and I'm like nothing about their experience, but like being in the hallway at nighttime in the ICU is insane. Creepy. It's dark. They turn the lights out. What? Yeah. It's completely dark. I mean, you can see, I mean, there's obviously right. lights, but like f- the few times, which I've been in the ICU a couple times for people um they turn, the lights, it, off they the, turn the lights off in the hallways that's scary not in the hospital but in the unit
0: right that's scary
1: yeah i don't know if it's because it's bedtime so people are like well it's like already you don't have the lights on if
0: you're visiting or in the icu it's already kind of like a scary place to be mm-hmm. and then and hospitals are kind of scary places well, to be anyway. even when i stayed
1: in the hospital myself mm-hmm. we turned the lights off at night when i was in the hospital
0: in the hospital in the room, regular
1: or? yeah in the hospital room and everything well, yeah so i mean there were still lights on in the icy room but like it wasn't right. like bright by any means the yeah. main lights were all
0: hallway though like imagine walking up and down the hallway yeah and all
1: you see is just lights from the dark rooms it's mm. at least that was my experience i don't know like Missed how it is for all the time or if it was just a fluke thing the yeah. few times i went it was dark
0: I say I'm not scared of the dark, but if I was in a dark hospital, <laughs> it would be a different story. Yeah. Different story. Okay, this is a uh, a short post that was written on the paranormal subreddit. Um, they titled this, Ghost at a Customer's House? And this is what they say. So I work as a plumber, and I was outside a customer's house, working on their drain, when I noticed movement through her glass door i glanced up instinctively and saw what appeared to be a man wearing a light brown jacket and blue jeans walking through the kitchen and i thought oh that must be her husband since i hadn't met him only her when she came outside to show me the problem fast forward an hour or so i go to the front door to to collect payment and finish paperwork and the customer invites me in we sit at her dining room table casually conversating while working on my tablet She goes on about how her husband always used to handle these types of things, and he knew more about everything technical. Then goes on to mention that that he passed away in December of last year. Didn't click at the time, but eventually while talking, I came to the conclusion that it must have been a relative or maybe her son. I couldn't tell age from that distance. But then she said she'd been all alone since her husband died. Nobody has come over. I thought maybe I could have mistaken her as someone else through the glass door, Except the fact that the figure I saw walking through the kitchen was significantly taller and the customer sitting in front of me was wearing a white-ish nightgown, which can't be mistaken for a brown jacket and blue jeans. This isn't my first possible run-in with the paranormal. Uh, It may just be tired mind-playing tricks. Who knows? Mm -mm. It's weird. Mm -mm -mm. I imagine like an older lady. Yeah. Not like a young woman or something. Yeah. my mom has some
1: ghost stories yeah i tell you she grew up on a farm that um was on their cemeteries all over the farm yeah and like they owned them like my grandparents are buried on that farm oh wow she still goes up there and like cleans their graves and stuff like that but like she told me a story one time of that they're messing around in the cemetery and they're kind of goofing off and just not being respectful i guess mm-hmm and then that night she said she woke up and there was a woman and this cemeteries are old you gotta think like this my mom's in her she was born in the 60s yeah so they were way older than that like right. it was old cemetery right right she said that there was a woman sitting at the foot of her bed and it was she was wearing a skirt like an old-fashioned skirt and tie up boots mm-hmm. like those pointed boots that yeah. like old-timey boots yeah and a ruffled shirt or something like that and she said she just sat on her the end of her bed and she had hardwood floors and it was an old creepy house i've been to it it's creepy Uh. and um she said my mom said the girl got up and then walked out the room and went down the hallway so my mom got up brave never could never oh my god she touched as soon as her feet touched that hardwood floor it was completely warm so something had been standing there
0: right
1: and so she went down the hallway, and she could never see the lady again. I guess she saw her a couple times. But then um, my mom's had a lot of paranormal stuff like happen to her. Like it's, We used to have friends come over, and we'd sit around the fireplace, and she would tell us all these stories and yeah. freak us out. And oh. then my brother and his friends would go outside and bang on the windows mid-story. It was horrible. But That's it was terrifying. so much fun, though. It was so much fun. But She's got some good ones. We should have her on just to her tell us her yeah. stories because they're
0: oh my gosh yeah she's a
1: good storyteller too but um trying to think of another one she told me about like there's been multiple things where she was like she was vacuuming one day and i told you about we lived in that person's house that didn't want us to live there yes (laughs) and she was like i was vacuuming one day and i swear i could feel someone running at me
0: oh my god like charging
1: her as she was vacuuming so she had to stop vacuuming and kind of like stand there for a minute because she just had this feeling of it and then when i was in that house i told you about the figure at the end of my bed yeah that like dropped as soon as i like mm-hmm. set up yeah. or whatever but like stuff like that man just creepy stuff
0: this is stressing me out <laughs> <laughs> this is so scary
1: I don't even know if I like I believe in this stuff but then I'm like at the end of the day I'm like do I believe in this stuff but then I'm like I've experienced things I'm like don't make sense
0: I think maybe it's just be- like I believe in this stuff but mm-hmm. I've also not had a paranormal experience since I was Other probably like theory? 10 that was that was a paranormal experience <laughs> but I haven't from like 10 on yeah and
1: but they say your mind's that. more open when you're a kid
0: your mind is more open when you're a child like
1: you're more subs- What's that susceptible word? yes to seeing things at a young age they
0: present themselves to younger to younger people yeah that's true i'm gonna gross. start watching
1: the show ghost i've seen clips on tiktok and they're pretty good it looks pretty good oh, i've seen a couple episodes always whisperer yes ghost whisperer oh. not ghost the movie <laughs> ghost whisperer i was like oh huh with uh what's her name oh jennifer love hewitt yes it's very good i used to watch that i've seen i've seen some episodes
0: that's a very good show
1: but i the, yeah. what made me think of that was i just saw a clip of her in a children's school mm. and there was a woman there yeah it, was, it used to be a mental hospital or something and it turned into a school and a woman was there and all the kids could see her. And she was teaching them things like stuff in different languages and stuff like that. Yeah. And like she was not a b- good spirit by any means. And, but anyway,
0: that made me think uh, of that. Because kids and... Maybe we should start it. I haven't watched that show in a long time. We should. I used to watch it a lot growing up. I watched a
1: lot of Ghost Hunters.
0: Oh, me too. Loved Ghost and Hunters. And Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans.
1: Oh, I don't know who that is. Huh? I don't know, Ghost Adventures. I think Oops. I maybe watched an episode the other day on it. With but Zach Caps Baggins? was um Ghost Hunters. That was the name of their squad.
0: Adventures. Hang on, let me show you. You know you know who they are. Let me see. <laughs> These guys.
1: Yeah, that's the one I watched the With other Aaron.
0: day. Oh my gosh. I just watched like the first 10 minutes on my lunch break. Did you? It was a little intense for me. I used to watch Ghost Hunters too. Ghost Hunters, in my opinion, is better than Ghost Adventures.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then like Ghost Hunters came out and it said like only like 30% of it's factual or like real. The rest of it's fake.
0: Which kind of sucks. Yeah. But you know.
1: But, I mean, I'm sure they caught some things. You just
0: watch it for the spooks. You yeah. Know? And-
1: okay. So my next one is strange woman on the phone. This was posted in the Reddit page of paranormal. Okay. Um, She experienced this in 2013. Okay. She was an insurance claim inspector. So like, your roof or whatever. She came in and inspected it and did the insurance claim. Mm-hmm. She typically called her clients about 30 minutes before showing up to the site's inspection. One day she called the client's home phone to let them know that she was on her way. And a very old sounding woman answered the phone. And what sounded like a poor static filled connection said, hello, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello? After she disconnected, she called back. There was no answer. Then she tried the cell phone number on file, and the young woman answered, saying that she she was out, but would return in about 30 minutes. When she arrived, the insurance inspector rang the doorbell, thinking that whoever initially answered the phone would answer the door. However, no one did. A few moments later, the young woman who answered the cell phone arrived. Apologetic, the inspector explained that she might have woken up the young the younger woman's mother. The woman looked at her confused, scared, and explained that there wasn't an older woman living in the house. After going inside, they checked the caller ID and discovered that the inspector called and someone had answered the first call. The young woman became pale and terrified as she explained that she had recently moved into this home and has been telling her husband that she thought their house was haunted by an old woman.
0: This is making me, like, get goosebumps. Dental. You Not actually that bad. someone
1: answering your phone that is very scary i okay i don't know why i'm thinking of this but okay mm. so i dated someone once okay and they called me and i guess i didn't answer i don't know no i yeah i didn't answer and they kept calling me over and over again oh, so geez. i finally answered and i was like why do you keep calling me like i I just didn't hear it the first couple times yeah and he was flipping out and i was like what's going on like what's wrong and he was like why would some man answer your phone and i was like "What?" what and he was like yeah a man answered your phone who is he and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about like i'm alone right now there's no man here he's
0: saying that somebody answered your answered your phone and it was a
1: guy it was a guy it was he said it sounded like a man like Uh a grown man but he was jealous so he was like oh my god who is with you you know the type but (laughs) yeah yeah. anyway come to find out i pulled up my phone and it showed that i was on a call for like 30 seconds
0: what and it was not me and it wasn't like a but it was not me i think i was leaving school like it
1: wasn't like I was home alone or anything. It was like I was leaving school and my phone was in my bag or something. Ew. Yeah, and he was like, "They said hey and everything." Like it was just like. So I don't know if the phone like lines got crossed somehow and like. Does that happen? I don't think so. (laughs) But that's what that reminded me of.
0: Ew. Thirty second call.
1: Yeah, it was a roughly thirty second. I don't know if it was exactly, but but the phone was answered. You it was see. answered. It wasn't just Ooh. like ringing.
0: Uh, okay, well, here's a uh, here's a story. It's kind of lengthy, but like not not too bad. Um, this person titled it "Knives in the Kitchen: The Multiple mm. Stories of One Weird Night at My Mom's House." Since <laughs> so she says, I'm assuming this is a she. She says. This story may need a little context. Here are a few key things to keep in mind. Number one, I was raised by my grandparents. Number two, I only saw my mother off and on. Number three, she has a large number of sisters. Number four, it's no, or it is not uncommon for me to mistake nieces and nephews with my aunt and uncles. And number five, Yes, my mom's mom and my mom had kids at the same time, and I rarely saw them, so I got confused sometimes. Mm. (laughs) Lay out the dirty laundry. Yeah, she says and then she says, with all that out of the way, let's dive in. I was fifteen at the time, and my mother was having a large family gathering at her house. I was invited because while my mother and I weren't close, she'd recovered from drug use for two or three years, was making a solid effort to turn her life around. Several of my aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, and nephews would be there, and at this point, my grandparents were pretty confident my mother was actually trying really hard to reestablish a relationship with me. We weren't the best of friends, but I also didn't hate her either. I get there, and it is a blatantly fantastic time. The younger of us played in water slides, went on four-wheeler rides, had ice cream, and were all a little tired by the end of the first day. The night comes... My mom put on the outsiders for us to watch while we were going to bed because I think any sane human knows trying to get 10 plus teenagers in bed on time is a wasted effort. I was exhausted, but unfortunately I had battled badly with insomnia my entire life. It was 2.30 in the morning and everyone else was asleep. Someone knocks on the door to the room we were staying in. I'm a little aggressive at this point, saying something along the lines of, It's 2 a.m., what? And a voice, using a bad redneck accent, responds, saying, It's your Uncle Mike. Grab a knife in the kitchen. I was kind of in a jolt and thought about that, because I did have an Uncle Mike in the house at the time, but he was actually a redneck. This was almost as if someone was held at gunpoint and told they had to do a redneck accent, but physically were not able to. The words were... er, they were also sounding like they had—they were choking on every word. So I simply decided I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> no, it's 2 a.m. I'm not grabbing a knife from the kitchen, Mike. I'd never called my uncle that, but for some reason the fear made me speak out of sync with my thoughts a bit. But we made cake for everyone. You have to get a knife from the kitchen. Hell no, I thought. Mike couldn't cook anything other than bacon, hamburgers, and steaks. I opened the door and rushed into my oldest cousin's room. He was sleeping on a bed in a tent inside. Mr. Lonely was playing with a blue room light on. I locked the door behind me and slept with my cousin who was in their 20s and he was rough around the edges. I slept in that room that night only to wake up to accusations. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> uh, <uh-oh. laughs> Did you uh, read uh, <laughs> I might have, you know, skimmed. We'll just... <laughs> We'll go with it together. Okay. <laughs> my aunt, the one married to Mike, asked me why I was banging on her door all night. I told her I wasn't. Oh, that's the accusation. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. I got a little sweaty there yeah. for a second. See? <laughs> Might have to cut that part No. <laughs> she said that apparently a similar time that I went into my cousin's room, I banged on her door and she got dressed to open it. The door to my cousin's room was open. The lights were off and no music was playing in the room, but no one was in there. When I told her my version of the story, she said that was impossible because Mike left for work at 730 to be at work by eight and wouldn't be back till closer to four o'clock in the morning. My older cousin who I slept with also had a different version of the story stating he woke up to no one in the room, but his door open and him looking down the hallway to every door in the hallway being open. He shrugged it off and went back to bed after locking his door. He had no explanation for how I got in his room without jimmying the door open. After some conversation, my oldest cousin whipped out a cell phone and started begrudgingly asking questions. When we heard nothing, we listened to the video, and clear as day, a voice can be heard speaking, saying, My name is Mike. Afterwards, my family decided it was a weird night, and we didn't bring it up again, except in jokingly ways. Because what were you gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. My mom and aunt were very spiritual, but I'm a skeptic. I just thought I'd tell my version of the events, and yeah, my whole family thought it was weird that I heard a voice at the other side of the door. When I opened it, no one was there. I never even thought about that aspect as a scared teen. Mm. I don't like that. Me either. Go get a knife. What do you think they want? Go get a knife. Wouldn't that be so weird to wake up? And somebody's banging on your door saying, go get a knife. Yeah. I'd be scared. I'm already like such a paranoid person just because yeah, home I'm intrusion. a scaredy cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also home invasion yeah. is probably my biggest fear in life. <laughs> I
1: um, will like my first thought would be like, oh my God, somebody in the house. Do I have to get a knife? Yeah. But like but also my ass would not be she's brave to, or he she brave to open the damn door because I've that been I'm like a uh, hill to the no
0: yeah she she opened the door to run out absolutely not if They would have been on the other side I mean we've been gone or
1: yeah that's scary don't like that me either
0: Ugh. Uh. Huh,
1: hello <laughs> hello <laughs> go get a knife somebody went to the this is Mike what? this is Mike this is Mike <laughs> Mike, go scary. get a knife. I can't do an accent. Go get a knife. Go get a knife.
0: We sound kind of similar. <laughs> okay.
1: I have this one. Was this one I wanted to branch off on? Oh, okay, go for it. When I was sixteen, I was riding horses with my friend in a field beside her house. The horse threw me, and I hit my head hard. The next thing I know, I'm on my back, in incredible pain, staring up at my friend who was frantically screaming at me. Days, my head shifted and then refocused on her friend behind her, a tall, thin man wearing a black suit and an old-fashioned wide-brim hat. He was staring unblinkingly into my eyes over my friend's shoulder. Days later, when she came to visit me in the hospital and asked me how... Ask, I asked her about the man I'd seen. I thought it was her new boyfriend since she'd recently told me about. She told me there was no one there but me and her. Oh. um, So that... Was what I wanted to lead into. That is the third man syndrome or the third man factor is yes, what it's called. Please tell us about this. So I Googled it, and the definition is, or the synopsis is that the right word. Yeah. Um, the third man factor and the or third man syndrome refers to report situations where an unseen presence, such as a spirit, provides comfort and support during a traumatic experience.
0: And you were telling me a few weeks ago about some videos that you'd seen, like, on TikTok. Yes. Of people in, like, car
1: accidents. hmm There was one where a girl said that she got in an accident, and she's in the passenger seat, and her scalp was folded, like, off, like, the skin oh. was hanging off. Yeah. And she said somebody came up to the window, because she was stuck in the car, like, they had to do, like, I guess... I don't know if they got her out. I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. they got like a shirt or something and held it to her head, like the skin to her head. So it wasn't just like hanging. Yeah. And she was bleeding a lot and she was out of it kind of, but she said somebody sat there and held it and calmed her down and was like, it's going to be okay. I'm here for you. Like, you know, I'm going to take care of you. Nothing's going to happen. Like you're fine. Like just calming her down. She said she felt peace at it. She was very calm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I want to say he helped her get out of the car. I could be wrong on this part, but I want to say he helped her get out of the car. So, anyway, she gets the ambulance, shows up, the police show up, she gets taken away. She asked the officers about this man. She wanted to thank him because he, like, saved her. Right. He never existed. Oh my God. They couldn't find him, it was never a thing.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah. And it's, this is a pretty common experience that people have, apparently, mm-hmm. because there's other videos.
1: And so I asked people that i know because i know someone that's had a near-death experience that like they nearly died from it and they had someone that came to it was an accident and somebody came and helped them through the accident i'm not going to get in too much detail but right, right. they helped them with the accident and i was like are you sure they existed right like, i was questioning it i was like because the way you're describing it is exactly how everybody else is like describing it
0: their situation and
1: yeah. he was like no yeah the police officers made contact afterwards (laughs) and i was like oh okay (laughs) never mind women have been crazy though if they were like well it makes me think because like i had a near death experience like i was almost seeing the light you know so yeah i
0: makes you wonder were there two women helping me that's what when you told me that story for the first time after we had talked about the third man syndrome syndrome i was like the walmart worker ladies
1: yeah were they, were they real was it coincidence that there was somebody sitting at the aisle that i happen to be on at 9 a.m that no one is ever yeah. on oh. it's like me being in the tire section or the oil section yeah <laughs> like who's gonna be over there or the, morning? the fishing at 7 a.m yeah i mean where we live it wouldn't be that yeah it know, would crazy. Be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no it makes you wonder because i never saw those ladies again Again, could I point them out if I could? If also, I but no. oh,
0: dude! Now that I think more about it, the reason when you asked them to call and they were like, "No,"
1: yeah, <gasps> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Could you imagine? What if it is? That makes total sense. If you worked at
1: Walmart in 2015,
0: and you in September, a girl.
1: in September, holiday weekend, um, holler at your girl.
0: We need some uh, fact checkers. Yeah,
1: in our city, Walmart
0: that makes so much sense. Why Dude, they were it like, no, I can't call anybody for it. But again. like
1: the way the woman was so, cause one of them, there's two of them, but one of them was like, so calming. Like one went and got me water. Yeah. And then the other one, she put a stuffed animal behind my head. She held my hand and she was like, squeeze and yell if you need to. Cause I was in pain. Yeah. And, um, it was just, <sighs> I don't know.
0: That's so crazy. You never know. No. Oh, not that's what, like really got me thinking now
1: and it makes me wonder like how many people in life do you have full conversations with that you walk up to on the street not that i walk up to anybody on the street right. but right. like in general who never even existed or,
0: or you're in a situation where you talk to somebody that you wouldn't or that you don't know or wouldn't yeah want to, talk to and
1: they're yeah. not real like oh they were never gosh. a thing
0: that's crazy like it's solely just a, a presence or a figure to comfort you or like, yeah
1: in a situation
0: yeah oh my gosh yeah That's, i didn't even connect the phone thing yeah. to that and just now i was like i didn't think about that either until you just said that oh my gosh
1: could you imagine that's crazy. But I was watching some videos on it today and it was like, it goes back all the way to... I don't... Okay, again, I'm not a history person. Yeah. But it goes all the way back to when they first took like a boat of like 18 people. I could be wrong on that number. It could be 14. It could be 15. I don't know. They took people to the Ant- to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took them there to... They wanted to be the first people to explore it. Mm-hmm. Well, the boat got like entrapped by like icebergs or something. And... um the guy was like on the brink of death or whatever. And they were like trying to survive or whatever. And then there was three of them left, but there was a fourth one that he recalls a fourth person that he didn't know that was there. He just thought it was one of the men or whatever. But when they were saved, there was only three of them. So he never said anything. It never was brought up. It was never. And then in an interview, another one of the three guys said something.
0: Yeah.
1: And he, he was like, Oh my God, I saw him too. But he never existed.
0: Yeah.
1: So I don't know. And then there's a bunch of them of I watched an interview today. It was on like a TV, like a it was back in like the nineties or eighties, it looked like. Mm -hmm. But it was an interview of a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was skiing and an avalanche hit and he broke like all of his like abdomen, like all of his like a bunch of bones were broken. He was gonna die. It was cold, it was wet, and he said there was somebody there. That helped him through it calmed him down and like told him what to do next like how to survive like was telling him step by step on how to survive paramedic or something yeah and um then he was like some skiers went by and so the guy told me to yell for help and then come to find out there was skiers going by and they came and helped him and there was never another person oh
0: my gosh that is so crazy but there's books
1: out there about it people that have had this experience uh, now, I just want to do a deep dive. Yeah, it's. You should, because it, there's not a lot of YouTube videos on it. Oh, oh, really? I did screenshot one. Hold on. Um, I watched a YouTube. Her name's like Paranormal Captivity. Oh. Her name's like Cat or something, I think. I don't really know, but. What's her name? Yeah, Captivity. Captivity. Anyway. Um,. My, here's one. my car broke down in the middle of a very busy street. The only person with me was my baby asleep in her car seat. I got out of the car and confirmed that there was nothing I could do. This was before everyone had cell phones. I'm looking around frantically for any help, and this guy shows up at the end of the street as if out of nowhere and runs over to help me push the car out of the way when it's parked. I thanked him, peeked him on my baby to thank him more and offer him cash. This couldn't have taken more than thirty seconds, like peeking in to see the baby. Mm-hmm. He was gone. I looked down every path he could have taken. He was nowhere to be found in this area. There's nowhere he could have stepped that I couldn't see. Literally insane. That's so wild. Oh my God. And I watched one today on TikTok of a girl. She was like, my sister told me how to tell the story since it's popping off on TikTok. And I was like, oh God. Anyway, so she's like, so she gets in a car accident and she's got her three-year-old and like an older kid in the backseat. seat. Mm-hmm. In the accident, she goes through the windshield. She flies oh out through the windshield and she's laying on her stomach. She lands on her stomach. Ugh. And these two boys stopped and they were like church looking boys. They had polos on, some nice like khaki type shorts. Mm-hmm. She called them board shorts. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Anyway, she was like and they helped me. They kept me calm. They kept my kids calm. My calm cause she said I was like in a ditch the way I landed and the kids couldn't see me anymore. Oh, and so the terrible. kids were screaming mommy where are you mommy where are you and she was trying to tell them to listen to her voice but then those two guys stopped helped and calmed the kids down Yeah, she said she like s- tried to sit up but her body wasn't connected to her legs anymore What? like it wasn't that it was unconnected she broke something and it oh. felt like her legs couldn't she was wheelchair bound for like six months she said could not support herself like- Yeah, but these guys were there the entire time kept her safe until um, the police showed up and med flight showed up so then afterwards, the officer that was on scene, she went to him and was like, I really want to thank these two boys. Like, they really helped me. They h- kept my kids calm. It was like, they were amazing. And he was like, there was no one there. The only person that stopped was a truck driver. And he wasn't even there with you. He left to go find what mile marker you were on so he could call the police.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is so... I can't even... Like, imagine fully believing or, like, fully knowing, Mm -hmm. and then somebody being like, no, that never happened. Yeah. And then you're just like, what?
1: Blows my mind.
0: Ugh. It's kind of scary.
1: Yeah. But it's, like, kind of peaceful, too. It's very comfortable. But people think, like, because so many reports have been when you're close to death and you're cold, that they think it's something with your brain they think that it's like when you're suffering from like hypothermia or whatever something in your like brain triggers something, something? yeah like that's what they think it is and your body creates like this scenario yeah to help you to survive. help you survive yeah oh my gosh which i just can't imagine like a human form of someone touching you and helping you and, it being and then come so, to find out it's not
0: and it being so like vivid real and realistic yeah. There needs to be some kind of, like, scientific research on that or something. Yeah.
1: But then again, there should be scientific research on ghosts and we don't got nothing. Period. You know what I mean?
0: The story's called I Got My Ass Whooped by Ghosts."
1: Ghost. <laughs> Way to end on a good one. I'm just kidding. How many more do you have? This, is that your last one? This is my last one. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, to preface, I was training kind of hard going into power lifting at the time. <laughs> my wife worked nights, so I was home with my kids I'd laid them down to go to bed. I heard someone knock on my door, not unusual since I know many tenants on my property and the closest one was a good friend of mine. I opened the door to no one. I just kind of assumed my friend Ding Dong ditched me on his way home for laughs, so I went back to playing Skyrim. <laughs> then I was shoved hard enough for me to throw my controller into the wall and break it. I hit my head and bled pretty badly. I got up in a panic and looked around for whatever truck hit me, and it was dead silent in my place. I called my mom and my aunt, who did some cleansing stuff, and advised me on what to do. I did it even though I don't believe in it, because it's better than nothing. Then my power got cut. I opened my door after checking my breaker box inside my place. Someone outside flipped the main breaker. Then I opened the door and turned the main breaker on outside. I felt felt very uneasy when I made it back into my house. Supposedly, my mom thinks whatever entered needed the door open and knocked my power out to trick me into opening the door. A few days later, my my wife jokes about me jolting awake and seeing a seven-foot muscular figure in our room over our youngest child. And decided to go back to sleep, assuming it was sleep paralysis.
1: Fuck that. That's terrifying. No, I think that one's the scariest one out of them all. When it physically, like, hurts you, like, uh -uh. uh-uh. Nay-nay. He said
0: he got shoved so hard that it it made him throw his controller.
1: Yeah, and then the thought... Okay, so I I don't like home invasions or whatever they're called. Uh Uh-uh. Like, obviously, who does? (laughs) But the thought of being in a house and someone cutting your power and you're only like my breaker box is in my house I mean there's I guess a breaker box outside too but like the main breakers mine's outside are inside on the wall in our bedroom so like I can't imagine someone Mm -mm. turning my power off expecting me to go outside and check
0: oh yeah i know when he said my mom thinks that whatever it was needed inside so yeah I cut the power so that opened the door
1: growing mm-hmm. up my biggest fear were windows I still i've told this on the podcast i'm pretty sure i yeah. do not like windows they freak me out and child, so yes yeah. <laughs> way to bring that one up sorry <laughs> anyway um so there's a window in this room that we're in right now mm-hmm. did i tell you about one night you left after the podcast i was sitting in here editing and like or not editing but i was messing with the podcast and uploading it and doing all that stuff uh-huh. and it sounded like people something kept tapping on the window no like over and over again like loudly this is why you keep the blinds shut they were shut and i was like so i got really the nothing was playing in here it was completely dead silent right and i just sat here and i just waited and there's no like leaves or anything outside my window no. like there's no nothing there except like no. a chair but so I'm sitting here and I'm like and we don't leave our porch light on so I know it's not bugs like just zapping the window yeah um I'm just sitting here and I'm like I have the blue ring light on and it kept doing it like over and over and over again yes like a like that and so I was like oh my god I'm freaking the fuck out you know so I go get James I'm like James oh no it was later that night I told James I went to get in bed Cause I just bolted like after like 15 minutes of it, I was like, "Mm -mm, not my thing. And I'm not looking out the window. It's dead dark outside. It's like nine o'clock at night. So I was like, Nope. So I'd gone to bed and I told James about it. I was like, when I was editing or something and he was like in bed and he said, why didn't you come get me? I was like, why would I come get you? And he was like, so I could go out there and check to make sure there's no one outside our house. And I was like, but our ring doorbell would have went off if somebody would have been out there because it faces like right it's right by the door he's like not if they come up this way and up that way they would never even be in front of the ring doorbell yeah and i was like i didn't think about that (laughs) but anyway it scared the piss out of me i
0: hated it yeah a home invasion scares me so bad like when i was a teenager and i lived at home Mm -hmm. i would be like going to sleep in my room and like the lights would be off whatever my bed was right beside the window in my bedroom and when I would be trying to go to sleep I'd be laying there thinking about what my plan would be if somebody broke in like if I heard somebody come in the house like what my exit strategy would be Mm -hmm. or like what my defense strategy would be and so I just I think that made me very paranoid yeah A, am already terrified of it so and b now I'm just like a paranoid person yeah (laughs) because i'm a scaredy cat but that it's terrifying like
1: we wanna like we were gonna nail down the windows shut in the house like nail them all down but i'm too terrified of a house fire and not be able to get out yeah so we have not done that yet now everything has locks on it so people thinking that they can come and break in my house there's locks on everything yeah please try (laughs) um No, I'm just kidding. Don't try. Please. Please (laughs) please, don't. It's not a challenge. It's (laughs) not a challenge. Um, But we have, like, top locks, bolt locks. We have millions of locks in this house, so I feel safe. But, like...
0: It's still scary. I
1: have a Snapchat of me. um, I was drinking. I was home alone. I think Jocelyn was asleep. And I was drinking. I was home alone, and James went somewhere. I was Snapchatting, and um, it's a video of me, like, talking, and then you hear a loud bang in the video, and I was like, I wonder if I can find it, but um, I have it saved to my phone, so I know it's in my phone somewhere. And I was like freaking out on the Snapchat. I was like, oh my god, there's someone coming. Like, I'm gonna die, you know? Yeah. It was the dryer. My husband turned it on before he left.
0: Oh my. It's scary to think about, even if they couldn't get in, it's scary to think about somebody trying to get Mm in your house.
1: Like, coaxing you out or whatever. Like, trying to get you to come
0: out. Or like, Imagine being in your bed and it's pitch black and you just hear somebody banging on your door. Oh that that sends me in a full panic. Like right yeah. now, just even thinking about that.
1: Now thank gosh, I have a man that carries a gun and likes to Yeah, same. <laughs> and is very protective. Yeah. Thank goodness.
0: Yeah. because
1: we... I don't know what I would do. I mean night shift I mean I told you about the time that we thought we had that home intrude like yeah. the time that someone was trying to break in. And I'm just so grateful I have someone that is like calm in those situations Same. because I was shaking so bad I couldn't dial 911. That's how freaked out I was. Oh my gosh. And he was like, just give me the phone. And I was like, okay, take it, please. We have. I like blackout. Yeah. Well, that's why.
0: That's why the one. Brian
1: Kober thing doesn't make sense to me. I get like her freaking out and like locking herself in the room, but like. I guess, but not for like six hours.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, instinctively, I would have done the same thing. I would lock the door because I'm not trying to get yeah some random person in my house to try and yeah. Harm I me. would freaking
1: get a mattress or something and shove it against the door.
0: Yeah, and then after like thirty minutes of me not hearing anything or an calm hour down or whatever, for a second and then breathe. Yeah. But you know, she had her phone with her. Yeah, she could have called the police and stayed locked in her room. Yeah. until she heard them. I, st- I just still don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it
1: either. That. The whole thing's weird. I Not saw really. a conspiracy on it the other day about how they do think the roommates are involved. They do? Yeah, I don't know if like, they think if they're involved, right. like the police and stuff. Right. But like a There's lot of people think that there are because how everybody knew before the police knew. And how... Um,
0: I want some stuff to come out about the roommate. I do too. Like more answers
1: yeah i think we just des- well do we deserve it no but it's been a while yeah i think it should be public knowledge it's
0: been a while since i saw you I take I... me to church oh. <laughs> the song's been stuck in my head all day two
1: separate ways i know but that song's been stuck in my head all day and I started singing Barbie Girl because the movie's coming out. And I, I saw an a, ad for it.
0: I saw a post today that said that there have been a lot of ticket sales for people buying a ticket to see the Barbie movie and to see that Oppenheimer movie. Yeah, everybody's talking day. about that, but I've
1: never seen the Oppenheimer. I've never even seen a commercial for it. Have you not? The trailer mm. looks what? Good. What is it? Like, what is it about? I don't know how to explain it. Oh, okay. The, tra-
0: <laughs> the trailer looks good, though. You should watch the trailer. We'll watch it after this. Do you want to see the Barbie movie? No, I mean not particularly. Oh, okay. Particularly. Particularly? Yeah.
1: Like you wouldn't go out and buy a ticket to see it? Probably not. I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix or something.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough.
1: Like ten years. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see it two years after it comes out.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched the new Mario movie.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah,
1: I watched it with Giacomo.
0: How was it? It was good. It was cute. I
1: don't really watch it, watch it, but I like somewhat. Watch Just bear it. with it on. I've been watching the Lego Batman movie. Oh, Obsessed. So good. Pray hands, Pray hands. Oh,
0: this was a spooky episode. This has got I me like kind it. of scared.
1: Let us know if you like the music. Ooh,
0: so exciting. Scary. Yeah, guys, let us know if you like the background music, because we can definitely find some fitting Background audios for whatever the yeah. the kind of feel of the we know how to do be. it now yeah we're profesh
1: professional mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: talk about that free music <laughs>
0: royalty well is free? it free
1: let's be honest
0: well no. royal
1: royalty it we it had is. To,
0: we had to pay for it but it's we're not gonna get a copyright strike yeah
1: so win win period <laughs> yeah pop off queens <laughs> yeah that's on I don't know never mind. <laughs>
0: Anyways, guys. Anyway. Thanks for listening to the episode. Hopefully you guys can all sleep tonight. Ooh.
1: <laughs> let us know your fears or if you have any experiences oh. of any kind oh, yes. down below.
0: Please. If you if you have paranormal experiences, if you don't, if you're skeptical, let us know what your thoughts on the whole situation or is. the
1: third man syndrome. If it's happened to yeah. you, please let us know.
0: Yeah, we would love to we'd love to read some maybe on the next episode if you guys comment we'll read yeah.
1: Also, we are popping off on
0: John Ramsey. Mm, go give our YouTube some love, guys. Yeah. We our episode a few weeks back of the John Ramsey case is going viral. <laughs> I don't know about viral. But
1: well <laughs> you and viral. Viral for us.
0: But it is doing
1: good, but it's because of Kendall Ray. She just came out that video with a prosecutor. Well, thank you
0: to Kendall Ray. Yeah. We, we or the DA. Her. Yeah. We like Kendall Ray. I love Kendall Ray. Like we know her personally. Yeah, she might be a fifth. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.